Okay, Devin. I I don't like I don't know what's up with me today, man. I can't think of a fun fact for Gregory. <laughs> Gregory, he's got a fondness for cake. Just enjoys cake. I love that for Gregory. I support you, buddy. All right, cool. So Amber, do you want to do the parasocial bonding, or is this the section where I just talk about thrash sharp scales for a little bit? Take a second to talk about thrash sharp scales, and then we can do our parasocial bonding at the end. All right, cool. So for everyone who somehow stuck around for this episode, thanks. There's going to be two more just like it. So I'm a huge fan of Dimension 20, and I already have a bunch of OCs who I don't want to give up to the marketplace of ideas. I don't want other people being like, well, here's my take because they're all my precious babies and I love them too much to ever let them out of the cage. You can't leave mommy. I'll have empty nest syndrome and be sad. So I'm going to talk about them at the end because if you're not interested, you can skip that part and that's fine. I fully understand. But if you do, for Dimension 20, I have Thrash Sharp Scales, who is my burgeoning theater kid who is... Totally, 100%, culturally, a lizard person, because he's actually a changeling. So I have my changeling, Thrash Sharp Scales, who's raised by Mama Hiss, which, yes, that is a reference to King Hiss from He-Man. His sister, Thrash, and his dad, Bash. And you may be saying, Devin, is this because you're bad with names? To which I will respond, a little bit. Obviously. But also, this was intentional because these are all, like, because it's a lizard person thing, and I imagine Thrash is kind of like an 80s Saturday morning. Like, he's a blue lizard with orange spikes, so I'd want names that feel like Ninja Turtles villains, and also weird masculine energy. His dad is kind of old-timey, and so, like, oh, yeah, my son, I name him Thrash, like an attack weird word that's all, like, plugged up into that. So I, I thought about these names more than not at all, but they are simple. Sorry, I was readjusting myself. So where do I want to start with my boy Thrash? Um, I want to start with there's an item he gets at the end of the campaign because you give your characters mystic items, and it's their, their family heirloom, and it's Shout out to all my Aztecs. I'm going to pronounce this word wrong, but I believe it's pronounced a, a maquaddle. It's that it's a stick with a bunch of obsidian rocks in it, right? That thing. It's that, and it's the family heirloom instead of the... I just had the word for the rocks that go... The obsidian rocks that go in it. It's like the family's teeth and scales and things of that nature. And that's going to start. So the introduction scene for Thrash is like... I'd describe, like, this big, dumb lizard. And he's like, you, you can do it. You're the best. Oh, my God. Me, it's, uh, you, you're a big, strong lizard. You're a big, strong, skateboarding rocker lizard. And you got this. And then puts a little, like, underliner on. And as the camera turns, you see in the mirror a changeling. And so Thrash's thing is because he's a changeling, his parents don't know that. And when you're a changeling, usually that means your birth parents killed the other baby. But Mama Hiss... And Daddy Bash, they don't know that, but his sister Slash does, and so she hates him for it. And so, like, on the introduction, his dad is like a kind of classic 50s, unaware dad, and the mom is trying her best, and she, like, kicks the dad's foot under the table because it's Thrash's first day for school. And then it's like, oh, it's, that's my boy. He's going to the barbarian. You're going to be a killer. My boy's a murderer. He kills people. And Thrash is like, yep, I, 
that's definitely I'm I'm gonna leave now dad I love you so much I, lo I love you you little killer and then uh, his sister walks him to school and is like you are a killer you killed my real brother and you're gonna kill my parents and I hate you and Thrash is like I oh oh god and then she like breaks his skateboard it's important that she breaks this that she breaks the skateboard because then it sets up that like Thrash has various skateboards and other outfits hidden in places that will just be fun callbacks throughout the thing and so he's got a lot of, like, unprocessed guilt that becomes more of a thing in season two. And a very fraught relationship with his sister, who's constantly telling him that he's a killer and he doesn't know how to process this. He's not actually going to barbarian classes. He's going to rogue classes. Because rogue classes, like, they teach you how to be a hunter and a tracker. And if you have those skills, he can, like, better fake that he's a lizard person to his folks. But really, the thing that, like, interests him, the thing Thrash, like, wants, is Thrash wants to be a theater kid. He really likes performances mm. and acting and all that stuff. Yeah. And so I won't go over, like, beat for beat everything that goes over the campaign, because that would be very long. This episode's already run long. Um, I'll just kind of go over a little bit of, like, character relations with people. He likes Riz. Riz is the first person he meets. They get along a lot. He's always like, oh, Riz, come on, like, hop on my back, because most of the time Thrash looks like a big anthropomorphic alligator and i think like a goblin riding an anthropomorphic alligator is fun he has a crush on adine and that's a thing where like because it's a tabletop rpg oc having a relationship with another player character is something where i devon would have to talk to chiffon thompson like is this a thing you're okay with so like it's a weird i don't even know if it's canon because it requires information i can never have so just a fun fact for everyone. The reason he has a crush on Adine, though, is because culturally he's a lizard person. And he will continue to be a lizard person even after he has the arc where, like, he just walks around as a changeling now. It's about being comfortable in your own skin. But culturally, this is what he was brought up in. It's what he likes. It's what he knows. It's what he's comfortable with. But the reason is, is because, like, lizard people have a very, like, food-based thing. They like self-reliance self is sexy to thrash. And in the first combat they have... Adine doesn't cast a lot of spells, but she does, like, bludgeon a woman to death because they all forgot non-lethal damage is a thing. And Thrash was like, what are these... That, that was... Adine's so cool, guys! And so, like, the whole campaign, she's constantly... Adine's, like, super fucking cool. Like, Adine is so cool, dude. So, there's a bit where, like, a break happens and, like, everything's just cool. And I think that's when, like things come to a head for thrash and i'm like okay thrash has to like tell his parents that's where this arc has to go and i like as a storyteller was like i i don't know how that would go with what i've set up so i was like i'll it's D &D. i'll leave it up to dice and i rolled a d20 and i was like hi it's good low it's bad and i rolled a nat one so i was like oh just about as bad as it could possibly go it's a terrible time when Thrash tells his parents and he he tells his friends first and one thing I realized like rewatching the season is there's a lot of like when they first meet Gorthalax and they're having the conversation at the diner no one really trusts Gorthalax a lot and I was like oh Thrash would 100% be on Gorthalax's side because a he's been nothing but helpful Thrash gives this speech where he's like hey man Gorthalax has been nothing but helpful he's been answering all of our questions you've been drilling him the whole time and just because of the circumstances of his birth that he can't have possibly changed it's not his fault that he's something that people wouldn't expect it feels like you're attacking him and now it feels like if someone else like your friend or your brother or your dad like if they found out who you really were then they'd hate you because you're not the thing you think they are and you think there's something bad and he keeps going on like that and Gorthalax is like I, I appreciate 
appreciate the help. Um, halfway it felt like it stopped being about me. Are you okay, kid? And then Thrash runs off to the bathroom, and I imagine Gorgug is the one to find him in there. Finally, as a changeling, it's like, hey, don't, like, I'll, I'll tell the rest of the bad kids, but, like, I, I need that on my time. And Gorgug like, yeah, I understand. Tells the bad kids, ask them to be over when he tells his folks. Um, and he's like, I, I don't, lizard men, like, we, we do things. Uh, so I think it's easier if I don't, I don't have the, and then instead of just saying the words, he just transforms in the moment. And Mama Hiss is shocked. The dad doesn't immediately know what to do. And the sister's just, like, bouncing up and down the walls. Giddy, like, I knew it. I've been telling you guys for so long. He killed my brother. And the dad, like, screams, uh, goes to grab the family heirloom, the weapon, and just, like, shrieks, get out of my house. And Thrash just fucking books it. First bad kid who's there, he's screaming, is, like, just crying into their chest. And Fabian, because he's, like, filthy fucking rich, is like, yeah, you can stay at my house for a while. But... Over the course of the things where it's good, Thrash is like, you know, come and do her own, right? Now she gets to be like a, a fun changeling who gets to be whatever she wants. And also she figures out that like, why do I just have to be a boy? I'm a changeling. Gender is nothing more than clothes. So sometimes Thrash is a girl. When episodes start, I flip a coin, heads or tails, Thrash is a boy or a girl that episode. I get to be a gender fluid theater kid who's coming to their own. A ranger with at least two levels in Barbarian, because Thrash has a lot of unprocessed anger. Coin flip is a cute way to do that. Yeah. One thing I really like about Dimension 20 is they remind me that, like, storytelling beats can really be gamified. Like, in Unsleeping City Season 2, there's a whole thing where, like, Pete and Sophia are struggling with sobriety, and it becomes, like, a role-based thing, and how well, if they're doing, like, better with that, it rolls up, like, a difficulty, so, like... If you're doing really yeah. bad, it's a D4. And if you're like, yeah, you, you get it. Um, and so at the end of the campaign, like the penultimate episode, Calvaxis has the jump on them and he sends uh, all of his minions to like attack their the respective families and they all run off. And I was like, and Brendan was like, I'm going to roll the dice and where it rolls is how bad things go. And I was like, I have to respect this again. And I rolled it. And Amber, would you guess it was another nat one? I would guess it's another nat one. It was, and so I went, okay, well, the worst thing isn't just Thrash gets there and, it's and like, his family is dead. They, are, they do die, but the worst thing would be... <laughs> the worst thing would be getting there and realizing that his family did accept him. The moment was just too raw, and so how I describe it is, like, Thrash gets to the house. Oh, another thing I forgot to bring up is that Thrash, because he's, like, a theater kid will in situations just like sing thematically appropriate musical numbers and i don't have any off the top of my head but that's just a thing he does throughout the campaign so, <laughs> so like when he has a crush on adine he's like singing dulcinea from man of la mancha because he's a fucking nerd so he gets to the house and he sees um a tail chopped off like in the front lawn he recognized it as his mom's tail gets in the house most of the things are already dead and if not thrash kills them because he's good at what he does and he sees his dad like lying there dying and he gets to have his final conversation and the dad's like you know i, I don't want you to go upstairs uh thrash your mom I don't, you don't need to see that uh your sister ran off i don't know where she is but uh my, i i'm so sorry for what i did and what i said and 
Thrasher, I don't care if you're a, a changeling or a, a girl. You're, you're my kid. And I've always loved you. And you're, you're gonna make us so proud. And I, you're more than a killer. You're whatever you want to be. But if you could do your old man one last favor, and I'm so, I'm so proud to, to at least for one night, see my kid exactly for who they are. But if you'd indulge your old man who had simple dreams of two fucking badass killer kids, you take this. And he gives him the family McQuaddle. And you fucking kill whoever did this to us. And Thrash is like, yeah, yeah, dad, I, I'm going to fucking murder that dragon. And so uh, Thrash leaves. He goes to check the bush where he had the old clothes because by this point he's changed outfits. I've described what the outfit looks like in the Monster Prom episode. Uh, but his old outfit when he was just a lizard was like a denim, denim jacket with the sleeves cut off and a band tee. And so he takes off like the... The colorful button-up puts on the old uh, denim vest, takes out the skateboard, rips the jeans a little, and just, like, slides down the way. And as he's, like, uh, skateboarding back home, he starts singing the alive reprise from the Jekyll Hyde musical. And it's like, so, oh, what is this feeling of power to ride? Never have I felt so alive. And as he keeps going, it gets, like, progressively more, like, just yelling. Like, it's not even thrash metal. It's just a scream. And so when it's that, like, final, it's a feeling of being Edward. And at the hide, he does, like, an ollie, breaks the board, transforms back into a lizard. And it's not hide. It's just screaming into the night because he's going to go find that dragon who killed his folks. And he's going to fucking murder him. And... While they're fighting Calvaxis, there's the bit where Allie Beardsley rolls the nat 20, gets to go to heaven, bring back uh, Arthur Eggfort, and use the most powerful magic of all time, Chronomancy. And they pause time <laughs> for like 14 hours. And uh, Thrash gets to be like, hey guys, um, I don't know about the rest of you. My thing sucked. Parents are kind of dead. I don't know if you, if you know about lizard people, but culturally a lizard folk. Um, the final funeral rites are we we eat our dead that way they get to be a member of the clan for one last time um and you guys you're my party you're you're my family you're my clan do you guys want to eat my parents and he like pulls out a little baggie that's got like his parent jerk and uh that's that's thrash sharp scales more or less i will talk about what happens to them in season two when we do the season two episode but i don't know that what do you think about that oc I don't have that much to say. That that sure is your OC. We're really... It's a special double-length Devin Talking episode. It was an episode of Devin Talking and then another episode of Devin Talking, which I really love um, because it's way easier to edit, edit your sections of the podcast because you say, um, way less than my sections. But you know what? You give me a gift of, like, your ums are very clean in a way. So, like... My ums are hard to edit, like, because I edit out, like, double talk and shit like that, and the way you do it, like, I can make your audio a lot cleaner than I can with mine, so that's the, that's the gift we give each other. Uh-huh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's the question, that's our genre stuff. Are we doing sign-offs now? Two hours in? Two hours fucking in, um, or, like, probably an hour 30 by the time we get the editing through, it'll be an hour, hour 30 in, yeah, um, we're doing sign-offs. Thank you, everybody, for coming for this extra double-length episode of original podcast Do Not Steal. Some of the episodes have been a third of this length, even. Um, 
Uh, my name has been Amber Autumn, she, her. I've been listening mostly because I, uh, it's one of the Devin Talkie episodes. And I've been the one who's talking, Prince Devin, he, him. And don't worry, Amber, the next time we do one of these, we'll have Reggie on, so you won't have to worry about it. We um, are going to do a, a second part of the Dimension 20 show, um, but it won't be next week. Um, uh, we're going we're gonna to split up the Dimension 20 episodes with other episodes in between them. So I do hope that you join us next week uh, when Devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling. God, I say that so so fast that it's like no longer uh, legible. When Devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling, but instead we talk about My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Hooray! <laughs> Everyone's favorite show! I'm really excited about the making a making a pony OC. I think that that's like a, like what an iconic... We can talk about that when we talk about that next week. And speaking of iconic, it will be super iconic when you support us on Patreon and get to see the longer, unedited, shittier versions of no, the podcast. You might Stop be, it. And you might be thinking, this podcast already sucks. How can it get worse? And to that, I will respond, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I guess there's nothing to do left but to say goodbye. But to say, Brendan Lee Mulligan, buddy, hey... Thanks for listening. Hey, Phoebe. Do you want to come on the show? <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. And at long, long, long last, uh, bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.